Bush and Ritchie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, I, I, although I mask it in the show you're about to hear, there's a bit of trepidation in my core today because tomorrow morning, as an entire family, we're going for a dental checkup. Oh, no thank you. And I'll be honest with you, you know what it's been like during lockdown and stuff, we've kind of lapsed a little bit. Mm. You might be in the same situation yourself, but uh, there's, there's nothing positive about going to the dentist, is there? I mean, obviously you should go, yes. but I, there's nothing I enjoy about it. I am in the same situation as you. Uh, I'll whisper this quietly. I know my wife does not listen to the podcast. Um, during lockdown, obviously dentistry, one of the things that hit, yeah. you know, you can't be close proximity with a dentist with your mouth open when you've got the COVID going on, can COVID, you? yeah. Um, and since that's all gone, um, dentists are back, they're back in fashion. <laughs> I've managed to slip through the net. I've not been making appointments because they cancelled all mine, obviously, during lockdown. Oh, yeah. Not gone back. So you've not had any warning because we've been chased with these like texts. You need to get an appointment booked in. Da 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 da. da and finally, we've reneged and and we're going to go. Oh, Natalie and Rocco have gone. So you've fallen through the. <laughs> I've fallen through the crack. Surely, like they're not I'm, chasing me, honestly. Because Katie's the one that's making me go yeah. by the half. So surely Natalie should be on your case. Oh, she has a couple of times, but I just there's so much that's on my case. <laughs> I just let things drift by, and this is one that I've managed to so far stay quiet on. Dental rebel. Exactly. If you're a dental rebel, there's two, and you and this is this is not something to be proud of. But the, the longest run you've been without going to the dentist. I know. Do let us know. Home time at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. This is Bush and Rich's daily. So look, do you ever get one of those moments where you discover something new about a friend? A friend that you thought you previously knew and and that fact shocks you. So we've got this mutual friend called Chris, Christopher Skinner. Uh, and he used to work here at Absolute Radio on, on what I believe was a YTS scheme, and he's done very well for himself. He's involved in the podcast game. He is, he is indeed. Yeah, Chris and I actually do uh, a podcast together called Travel Hacker, where we go around and uh, make people's journeys a lot easier. Some would say a lot harder. Uh, and you can find it in all the places where you get your podcasts. But he's a curious fella. He's a curious chap. The, the latest uh, episode out very soon, so keep an eye out for that. But I found out at the weekend um, something that Chris doesn't like that I previously wasn't aware of. And I thought, who better to explain it than himself, so I've got Chris to do a little voice note to explain for you guys. Have a listen to this. Hello Richard and Andrew, it's Chris here. You really need to know how much I hate coffee. It is the most foul-smelling substance in the world. It's not even about being in the same room as coffee. If I just see someone smelling coffee from a distance or on the TV or a photo, it makes me want to be sick. If someone is breathing it because they drunk it a few hours ago near me, I feel sick. Like, please... Don't put coffee anywhere near me. And love to anyone else who's like that. It is the worst. There you go. That's Chris speaking to us from his cell. Uh, but he hates coffee. I don't think I've ever met anyone who, like, hates... <laughs> no, really. Our producer Adam doesn't like hot drinks, which is fine. He yeah. doesn't like them. Apparently it does funny stuff to him. But I've never heard anyone like Chris there absolutely detest coffee. To the extent that when they see a coffee emoji, Madness. it makes them sick. So what he's... Fair play to him. He's going his own way. He hates something that everybody else loves. And we're going to use this as, as a talking point in this hour home time this evening what thing do you hate that everyone else loves I'll start off with one pantomimes what I hate pantomimes do you really I go along to them with the family and pretend to be yeah oh, how did I never know this about you I, I don't know I don't understand what people are laughing at it's not <laughs> funny <laughs> what all the whole he's behind you and I hate all that. It. <laughs> it's something to do with Mrs Brown's boys it's like it's the same kind of thing hate it 
I love a panto. Well, this is it. I just, it's, actually, Chris has got a point. I feel relieved for just getting it off my chest. Uh, see, I chuck an onion. I hate onion. What um, a shame. <laughs> what a shame. The, the amount of things you must miss out on. I do. I, I miss out on a lot. A lot make me angry as well, because there are things where you think, you think you're buying something that's got no onion in, and then you eat it, and it's got onion in, and, and no one's, like, said, oh, by the way, this has got onion in it. So your your wife makes a legendary Italian lasagna. Does she have to de-onion it just for you? Correct. But does she have the onion and just takes them out for you? Yes. Wow. Uh, and if I made uh, one out of a, like, sauce, a jar, uh-huh. I sieve that. <laughs> when you sieve in that, do you ever think this has gone too far? <laughs> Not this at needs all. to stop. No, no. I curse the Ragu Corporation and be like, why have you put this in it? You need it. Sending emails to Mr. Ragu <laughs> at Blue Yonder. I love going to football, but I don't like the smell of like onions. That's one of the best things. It's the worst thing. Wow. Well, there you go. This is, Give it's... me horse dung any day. That's not the first time he said that. <laughs> what, you like horse dung? Yeah. The smell of it? Yeah, it's a great smell at football, but onions, no. Oh, what do you mean, horse smell of horse dung at football? Well, when you go to football and there's like horses for crowd control and they've all done their dung on the street. Uh, There's Arsenal fans for you, Everton fans, very uh, orderly and ordinary. Uh, Another Chris says he hates dogs and Liverpool Football Club and dog owning Liverpool supporters. (laughs) I think Chris might actually be my dad. (laughs) Uh, Tom says he hates his his grandma hates David Attenborough. No. How does anyone hate David Attenborough? He's a lovely, lovely man that's brought us so much. I'd say if you hate David Attenborough, you hate life. I would back that up. Thank you. Uh, Glenn from Clacton says he hates the Oasis song Wonderwall. He calls it whiny rubbish. <laughs> That's sacrilege. Uh, Fiona, what do you hate that everyone loves? I'm going to be very unpopular here, but I just hate Halloween. Wow, you don't like Halloween. And you sound, she no. sounds like such a lovely kind of bubbly type yeah. person, don't you, Fiona? Why, 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 did, why don't you like Halloween? Um, it just, I think as I've got older, I've got grumpier. We all do that. Less tolerant, and I just they come to the door banging all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, sorry, I shouldn't, I can't say no, that. No, it's fine. Uh, do you ever put um, notes outside saying no trick or treaters? Are you one of those people, Fiona? No, I don't, I've never put a note out, but I did put a scary mask out last year, and I it, it was one of those suction, it suctioned to the window oh. and it tapped. At the window. Oh, wow. So you're just trying to terrify local children. I want to try and work out what kind of level we're at with the hatred of it, because obviously we have a premium station called Absolute Radio Halloween. Yes. Would you like to listen to sort of like scary music, uh, or or would you hate that as well? No, no, I, I do like that. And to be honest, I quite like the build up to Halloween, sort of the scary, but Halloween in itself, it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just really bugs me. I, th- I think it might I just be kids, local kids. It. Well, the local kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Your honesty is to be saluted, Fiona. <laughs> it's either hide behind the sofa, put the lights out, or, yeah, one of those. Brilliant. Lovely to speak to you. Take care. <laughs> Thanks. OK, you too. We've got Rob on the line. Rob, what don't you love that everyone else likes? Pizza. It's greasy, horrible... Just the texture of it. I've never heard anyone describe pizza as greasy and horrible before. No, pizza's kind of the food all round. You'll find one thing in pizza that you like, surely. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it the sharing Uh, concept of it, Rob? No, I I just don't like it. It's, oh, is it proper cheese? (laughs) Rob, can I ask you a question? Have you ever had pizza in Italy? Because I don't think you've really had pizza until you've had it in Italy. No. Never in been you... to Italy, funnily enough. But don't worry about it, I'll <laughs> introduce you to our mutual friend, Dr Oka. 
<laughs> but like, um, did something bad happen with pizza, Rob? I've got a feeling something's happened to you with pizza. Well, maybe just it's the dough as well. It's really floury and horrible, and it just no. But Rob, all you can actually do is stay on the line. We've got I some experts. I mean, <laughs> Right, Rob, stay there. We'll get someone to talk to you about this. Obviously, there's a lot of issues to unpack. If you dislike something that everybody else loves, tell us now. 8, 12, 15. Kelly, what is it you hate that everyone loves? Avocados. Avocados. And there is quite a popular thing these days, and I absolutely detest it. Is there anything particularly you dislike so strongly about an avocado, Kelly? Uh, mainly the texture. It's just kind of like mush, and it's just not nice. It's an interesting thing that you say here, because I don't think I hate them. I don't but know I what s- your position is on ca- avocado. I, I, I couldn't tell you whether it was a fruit or a, reg- a veg to start with. No idea. But the problem that I have is that I, I just find them nothing. They're just, they don't have any taste to them. And, and I, yeah, I, you're kind of onto this, Kelly. They are pretty bland. Yeah, and everywhere you go now, it's on the menu, and I'm just like, enough. Get rid of it. Are you saying you're getting fed up with the incredibly middle-class brunch thing of a smashed avo? Exactly, yes. I'm I... not middle-class, so there you go. <laughs> it is a bit of a wind-up when you think about it, isn't it? And when it? did the word smashed basically just mean smashed? I know, yeah. Like getting the chef out the back to put his fist through a bit of <laughs> yeah. veg or fruit. What is it? Is it a fruit or a veg, please, Callie? I have no idea. Let's have it's a quick look. Probably a fruit. I don't know. Hold on. Avocado. Avocado. Is... It's from a tree. OK, I'd say the jury's out on that at the moment. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks a lot. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. I feel like we've got unresolved business with avocados, though. Yeah, a lot of people have been uh, getting into... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. I genuinely... It's not one of those, like, you know... Obviously, I think we're quite guilty sometimes of not knowing the basic facts about life. But this is a grey area. Uh, there's a webpage here. Everything you need to know about avocados. Uh, their first line. An avocado is a bright green fruit with a large pit and a dark leathery skin. There you go. It sounds like some of my teachers from back <laughs> in the day. But don't say you never learn anything on home time. This is The Daily Takeaway. Now, who doesn't like, who doesn't get fascinated by the idea of space? This is really exciting news. Everyone knows Tim Peake. Uh, he's uh, the last Brit to go up into space, did the spacewalk and all that kind of stuff. Cool guy. He's a legend. He's a legend. Uh, but the thing is, he he was really just one Brit uh, in in the last sort of uh, British involvement in a space trip. And he's just a random Brit amongst loads of other people. The really exciting news that I read today is that the UK Space Agency, yes, there is one. Wow, a UK Space Agency. A Signed a deal with an American company that organises visits to the International Space Station and they are developing a plan for the first ever all-British mission. Four UK astronauts, just UK astronauts, on a ship heading up into space. First time in history this would ever have happened. Imagine what they're going to be called right now for four Brits in space. (laughs) Nigel, Neville, (laughs) Linda... Brenda. It's just incredible. Rita, Sue and Bob too. (laughs) (laughs) But when they're up there, they're going to get the chance to visit the space station and do experiments whilst they're up there in zero gravity. Fair play. If you're going to do that and it's just this first ever British mission, I think the experiments have to be British things. I'll start us off. Has anyone ever tried to queue in space? Space queuing? Space queuing. I'm not sure... 
No one can say with any certainty that queuing in space is possible. I've seen them in space. They just bob about. A lot of floating. So how can you be in a queue? You'd bob out of the queue and then suddenly be like, oi, 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 come back. I was here first. Hold on a second, mate. But there's no gravity to be able to help your queue. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to see them uh, do experiments on tea dunking but at zero atmosphere? <laughs> Imagine that. What would like a malted milk do if it was near Saturn? Yeah, I mean, you think about some of those ones that we did in our, ex- our experiments. Yes. Would they even disintegrate at all? Well, we've still got the bulldog clip and the string if <laughs> the UK Space Agency want to borrow it and take it up there. So, look, have a think about it. Uh, suggestion here on the text, finish a crate of carling and have a fight. Yes. I don't think you can fight in space. Well, what about this, though, right? Another idea. You know, like, we're always... We, we did that thing ages ago where didn't they send out, like, a thing that was like an Elvis record and what we look like and <laughs> yeah. this bit, clip of our hair or whatever. Come and see us. But, like, you don't want aliens involved, because no. you watch sci-fi, they always try and take over. Why don't we beam out Mrs. Brown's boys? <laughs> They'll give the universe or or, or our yes. solar system just st- steer clear. Steer clear of that planet, thank you very much. I want to know where the British Space Agency's based. It'll be still like, you know, like Swindon. I, I know this for a fact. Where is it? Leicester. Of course it's in Leicester. <laughs> of course it's in Leicester. Mark says, Bush and Ritchie, I think an experiment should be done to conduct to find out if it's possible to eat beans on toast in zero G. <laughs> it's a good point. Uh, Jed says, uh, you should eat the space food, commending how lovely it was, and then return to Earth and leave a bad review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> That's so British. Uh, right, let's get more of your experiments. Paul, what would you do in space? Um, it is for settling the argument or whether whether it's cream or jam first on a scone. Where do you stand on this particular debate, Paul? Uh, well, my uh, my wife's from Devon, so I'm going to have to consult. Give me a second. Amy, exactly. cream or jam first? Cream first. I've got to got to do what the wife says otherwise. Do you know what? I'm, I'm from Devon, right? But I would definitely put jam on first and then a dollop of no, cream think, on top. I think I would. I think I would, but I'm not allowed to officially say that. You'd never be allowed back, surely. Well, I... I, no. I I've, I've been sent away from Devon uh, and I'm considered to be a prodigal son, but, you know. Look, uh, uh, it's a very interesting point you put forward, Paul, and, and obviously there are arguments to be had if we were still on terra firma here in the UK. However, I'm not sure whether space will, will solve that because gravity suggests that you'll get the jam or the cream out the jar and it's just going to float. Float everywhere. It won't sit on the scone. Do you know, it's more of a game, though, then, isn't it? Because then surely you've got the uh, the scone like a pair of symbols and you've just got to catch it. I love so that. maybe that's how you settle it. Which one can you, which one can you catch first? That would have been a better ending for Stanley Kubrick's 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Paul, yeah, if, you, if you're not allowed to have your own views on uh, clotted cream and jam on scones, and, and if you, you want us to send any help at all, Paul, just blink a couple of times and we'll send some people <laughs> over to break you out of there, OK? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Scott has got in touch. She says, I know I'm mixing up your phone-in topics today, but Tim Peake is my thing that everyone else likes, but I don't. How can you dislike him? <laughs> What's he done? He's like Richard Attenborough from earlier on. He's just like, he's done great things. I do remember... I, I'm going to be fair to Scott. When Tim was up in space, yeah. I do remember getting irritated how he cropped up on everything. Oh, Everyone right. wanted a piece of Tim Peake. He'd be running a marathon or presenting a Brit Award, like bobbing around in the space well, station. You did like, did you on. two cross over to him? Like, I'm sure I saw someone do a gig and then crossed over to him for one thing as well. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I ate him as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gwyn, what's your idea? Um, it is for settling the argument or whether whether it's cream or jam first on a scone. Where do you stand on this particular debate, Paul? Uh, well, my uh, my wife's from Devon, so I'm going to have to consult. Give me a second. Amy, exactly. cream or jam first? 
cream first. I've got to got to do what the wife says, otherwise. Do you know what? I'm, I'm from Devon, right? But I would definitely put jam on first and then a dollop of no, cream think, on top. I think I would. I think I would, but I'm not allowed to officially say that. You'd never be allowed back, surely? Well, I, I, no. I, I've, I've been sent away from Devon uh, and <laughs> I'm considered to be a prodigal son, but, you know. Look, <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting point you put forward, Paul, and, and obviously there are arguments to be had if we were still on terra firma here in the UK. However, I'm not sure whether space will, will solve that because gravity suggests that you'll get the jam or the cream out the jar and it's just going to float. float it won't sit on the scone. Do you know, it's more of a game though then, isn't it? Because then surely you've got the uh, the scone like a pair of symbols and you've just got to catch it. I love so that. Maybe that's how you settle it. Which one can you, which one can you catch first? That would have been a better ending for Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Paul, yeah, if, you, if you're not allowed to have your own views on uh, clotted cream and jam on scones, and, and if you, you want us to send any help at all, Paul, just blink a couple of times and we'll send some people <laughs> over to break you out of there, OK? Absolutely, absolutely. This is The Daily Takeaway. Just going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, the dental rebels, and other people I've got it out for, hygienists, all right? Oh, yeah. You go to the dentist, and then the thing they'll do is, all right, you need to see the hygienist. who's just their mate. They, I'm sure they're just like, you know, they're all cutting the money between the two of them kind of thing. Yeah. My teeth ain't falling out. I've not been to a hygienist before COVID. The Wuhan wet market, and look at my teeth. They're fine. Well, yeah, honestly, the, the, I, I used to just go to the hygienist, but not the dentist. Right. And and they, it makes your teeth look amazing, but my God, it hurts. It's a racket. It is a racket. It's a little bit like going to, like the dentist is the is the mechanic that will fix your car, and then their mate is the one that washes the windows, but yes. they want the same amount of money for it. <laughs> Hopefully we haven't offended the entire dentistry uh, market. <laughs> oh, no, oh, don't. God. Just, I'm sorry, thought dentists probably listen. No, dentists don't listen to this show. They're highbrow. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk.